With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into In the Trenches, Sports Talk 790, Thursday edition here. Chris Gordy here with you. Michael Connor sitting in again today. Andy Kalou still out on vacation, although Andy's tweeting up a storm. I just saw he tweeted a little while ago that uh, he got mad that a little old lady ran past him when he was out on his morning well, run job. Run faster, Andy. It's <laughs> as simple as that. Yeah, sometimes you got to take the L on that one. If the old lady passes you, you just got to let her go. But uh, anyway, uh, Bernie Riley on the other side of the glass. We've got a ton of stuff we got to get into. Um, we'll start with baseball, Michael. I saw last night the uh, baseball protocols. Uh, they are changing up how they are going to handle things in MLB. We'll touch on that in just a second. But first off, we got to start with last night's Astros game. I got to be honest, I fell asleep before it ended because I just. Once it got to 14-7, to yeah, seven, I, mean, I didn't feel like they were coming back. But what the hell happened to Lance McCullers in the fourth? Yeah, I made it through there. I I, I finished the game. This, I did finish the game this morning. I made it to 9.45 last night, and that was it for me because I wasn't doing the post game. So I uh, finished the game this morning. It was um, Lance McCullers, my God, yeah, started out pretty darn good, getting ground balls, doing his thing. Um, not encouraging, though. That's two straight starts that have been just bad. And this one was... As bad as he's ever been, it was it ties his worst outing. But he which was, was good in the first three innings. Yeah, perfect. I mean, he, most, three. but the most runs he's ever given up, and he just came out boom, boom, boom. A little bit of bad luck in baseball being stupid with the inside the park home run. But um, it, that's the problem with McCullers, and it has been is that. And you go back and you can go through his game logs. Like the majority of his starts to have the career numbers that he has are really good. But you will always find a start where things in the game, when it snowballs, it gets out of control to an extent. And you knew there was going to be bumps in the road coming back from Tommy John this season. But for a guy that came out in the the exhibition game against the Royals right before the season, and his command looked spot on. And given that they don't have Verlander now, they he can't be this guy again this season. Again, period. He has to figure it out and figure it out now. Do you buy into the roof thing? No, I thought that that was crap to even bring it up. To be honest with you, I thought uh, I think that you closing the roof. I think you can be, you can be mad about it. Absolutely, and I would be pissed about it too if I was him because it does make the air in that ballpark a lot drier because the humidifier is basically off. But and he was getting warned by the umpires. Just keep licking your fingers until they do something to you. Who cares? I, mean, I know that there's protocols and everything, but if you need, they're giving you new baseballs all the time. If you feel like you need moisture on your fingers, I know that the rules say you can't do it, but. Are they policing Jose Altuve sitting out there chewing his fingernails all game? Because guess what he's been doing? Chewing his fingernails. Have they been policing the guy behind the plate catching Martin Maldonado who's got a massive chaw in his mouth and he's spitting all the time? No. Lick your fingers. Deal with the umpires. It sucks that they opened it, but I just wouldn't have mentioned it. That's just me. Yeah, and and then, you know, Nivaldo Rodriguez, the rookie, what was like his second appearance? Yeah, third I don't, appearance? I I don't mean, have much hope for him based he, off the... 
he uh, kind of struggled, but they eventually get through. Brandon Bailey gives up one run, but he he's been he's been pretty solid. I'd like what I've seen from Brandon right. Bailey yeah. in a Bailey in a couple small appearances, but he pitches two and a third, and then Sanabria gets uh, the last inning. He gives up two runs. So it's the ninth debut for a pitcher this season already. Yeah, so eleven games in. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly things could change in twenty four hours. Though just twenty four hours ago, we were sitting right here. And I was raving about this pitching staff, the low ERA. Brian McTaggart was doing the same thing on the show. And, man, how quickly you can change. I, I, I'm i afraid to even look at the stats, but I know as of yesterday, in fact, let me try to pull up my notes here. They were, they were, like, say, they were they, at a they 190. Their bullpen ERA in, was 199 entering play yesterday. I do know that. Well, let me just pull this up. Houston Astros, they ranked, as of yesterday, they ranked eighth in MLB in ERA. At 335, that was fourth best yeah. in the majors. Where do you think it is now? I mean, it's got to be down to like 10. I don't know. It dropped a bunch. There's no doubt, no doubt about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up here right, right now. Fourth in the AL in ERA, eighth in MLB in ERA yesterday. They have now dropped to, as this sorts out. 15th? Where the hell are they? Houston Astros, Houston, 17th. That's just, you yeah, went from sam- 8th to the, 17th. The sample size alone, it's going to change drastically when you have bad games. That's just unbelievable. Though. And it's going to do that all season. I mean, yeah. obviously it'll get less and less, but well, you, you'll I, be I, in the last week of the season and still see dramatic changes. Yeah. they don't have games throughout the season where they give up 14 runs. Although I they're mean, going, I mean, yeah, you're probably not going to have 14. That's a, that's, de- that is definitely one thing. A hitter's freaking paradise out there in Phoenix. That ball soars. Um, it just like you felt so good. The Astros are McCullers is in a groove. The hitters are hitting. You're hitting bombs. You're up four nothing. Like you just felt so good. And then you the felt wheels great, came off. But I think that there were signs for McCullers and some that we talked about this morning. And it's he throws a fastball, but it's a sinker. And some that the Astros pitchers have really thrived at, and some that they that they preach to their pitchers, you know, and in. in the utilization of their pitches is four seamers up in the zone. Yeah. And you could, th- I think back to Charlie Morton when he came here. Charlie Morton threw a big, heavy sinker that was still hard. But they said, Charlie, you, what makes you best is throwing your four seam fastball and throwing it up in the zone. And whether McCullers just doesn't have the feel for that pitch now, still, or whatever, he threw four, four four seam fastballs last night. Four. And he only had four swing and misses in the entire game. They, the the hitters know what's coming curveball or a fastball that's going to miss the zone and it's it's easy to go up there with a game plan against him until he can command an elite fastball at the top of the zone because he can throw at 97 it's going to be tough for him to get into a good groove and to get better honestly are we asking too much of Lance to be the I mean I call I'll say the number two guy because you know I guess Granky's the number one and McCullers is is it too much to ask of him no, I mean it's not too much that it's maybe it's too much to expect him to be ace ace, you know, this season coming off of Tommy John's first competitive season back and in the weird year too. But no, I mean the expectation for him is to be great and to be a, a one, two, or a three in any rotation at any point because his stuff says he is. And when he's pitched, his numbers say he's that guy. Well, when you're number two guy on your pitching staff on one of the better teams in the American League, he's got a nine year three. It, has not made it Passed the fourth inning in his last two starts. It's a problem. It's not good. And looking ahead to the schedule, you know, over the next few weeks, they have an off day next Thursday between these series 
against the Giants and the Mariners, and then they will not have another day off until the end of the month, 31st of August, or the 30th of August, whatever it is. The end of the month, they'll have another day off. Well, that's it. I mean, that's a long... They're going to have a, basically a two-and-a-half-week stretch of no days off. Who are they? So they going, can't keep going out there and having short starts. Who did they announce is starting tonight? Belak? Brandon Belak tonight, first career start. God, and that's just... I mean... Man, if you it's if you not get the behind perf- the eight ball at all with him, and you got to get into that, like let's say he's he gonna have to wear one. I mean, well, you get the day off tomorrow, but he might need to wear one tonight. He's just gonna go out there no, and give you, up all the you runs. Don't have the day off tomorrow, you play tomorrow. Today's Thursday. I'm sorry. See, I keep. I don't know what day. You go right into yeah, series you go with right Oakland. Into, so and no, this yeah, is he a has huge to... series with Oakland. I'm with you. I almost rather give like Belak. If you struggle, sorry, bro. We need you to eat up at least four or five innings because tomorrow's game is way more important than today's game. Yeah, just in terms of it's it's the team you're most likely to compete with in the AL West down the stretch of the season in Oakland. Sweeping Oakland would be fantastic, but you got to take two out of three against them. Yeah, I mean you. So if you lose two out of three in Arizona, okay, whatever, don't care. Uh, I mean, you need to win two out of three in Arizona. This is a team that you should be beating two out of three. You really should. But then, yeah, I mean, you would love to take two or three there. It's. It's not the ideal spot to throw Belak into his first start because of the ballpark and the conditions of it, and he's not a guy that has big overpowering stuff. So hopefully his command is great, and he gets through it. And you honestly just and hope guy, that you can get him as deep as possible because you don't want to blow out bullpen tonight. This guy, Zach Gallon has pr- been pretty he's good, been too, awesome for the Diamondbacks, too. So Gave up one run in his first start against San Diego and then man held the Dodgers to two runs on five hits at six innings. Uh, just uh, a week ago, nine strikeouts on that Dodgers lineup. So, Zach Allen, pretty good going against the Astros tonight against Brandon Belak. I, I haven't looked at the Vegas odds. I would say the Diamondbacks are probably favored tonight. Um, I don't know. I mean, they only have, what, four wins on the season? So I, would, I'm, I would guess that the odds makers still probably put a little bit of an edge to the Astros. Yeah, well, let's hope the Astros' bats can keep it going. I mean, the, the positives of last night... Kyle Tucker gets his first home run of God, the year. God, that ball. Uh, Abraham Toro hits his first home run. Yuli hits his second. Springer hits his third. So Astros one and a half on the run line favorite. Today. You know, look, even when you were down, what was it, nine to nine to five, nine to six? I mean, you, you felt like, all right, here we go. They're starting to score. Like you felt like they could still be. They in can it. still pounce. But yeah. if your bullpen's going to keep giving up runs, and you're never going to catch up. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the the, the bats. Still feel good about him. The average is starting to come up, at least for for George and some of the other guys. So, and Correa, man, I mean, the season ended today. Season. He'd be your team MVP. Yeah, team probably. Yeah, probably your team MVP. Can't be the AL MVP because Aaron Judge keeps hitting home runs, unfortunately. But um, he's looked fantastic. The the one guy you need to. And it was only a one hit night for what Springer in. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. 
The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And out or Bregman last night, got to get Altuve going some way because it's just, it's not, he hit the home run against Bumgarner, but it's just not been good. I, we've seen him bad at times. He had a rough first month of the season last year, basically for the first time ever in his career, but I don't know if I've seen him this bad. All right, 713-212-5790 is the number if you guys want to jump in on any of the Astros talk. When we come back, I do want to discuss MLB introducing some of their new protocol, new rules that the that the baseball teams need to follow, including your Astros, and if they don't follow them, well, you're going to be SOL. There may not be a season, a rest of the MLB season. So uh, we'll get into that. Also get into some football talk as well. Some uh, Cowboys conversation with Amari Cooper talking with the media, working out with Dak Prescott. Got some other NFL news and notes, some college football news as well. This is In the Trenches, Sports Talk 790. From NRG. One, two, three. Two Minute Maid. Let's go. To Toyota Center. It's all in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. It's in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. ND is off. Michael Connor, Chris Gordy, who's always here with you with ND. 713-212-5790 is the phone number to join us here this morning. Twitter, MC790. He is Chris Gordy. Brendan, I do not remember yours. I'm sorry. That's my, my Twitter handle? Yeah. At Brendan Riley underscore. There you go. Uh, Was have- Brendan Riley taken? Yeah, we've had this discussion a lot on uh, the Matt Thomas show. He wants me to drop that underscore, but Brendan Riley is taken by somebody with 37 followers. Well, there you go. <laughs> wow, we ought to beat that dude up. And I followed it. him, so he hoping he would follow me. <laughs> I was honestly going to offer to pay him money to, to give me that handle, but he never <laughs> he followed said, me back. the hell with you! He hasn't tweeted in over I'm a year. keeping my Twitter that I don't use. Um some news in MLB the, uh, last night into this morning. The uh, owners approved 28-man rosters for the rest of the year, including the playoffs. Doubleheaders will have 29. Taxi squads will move from three players to five players. Hey, MLB finally doing something a little bit smart. Look at that. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I half expected to come back and go, no, trim your rosters down to you know the bare minimum. Like, I, I mean, on one on one hand, you could say maybe that maybe that would be smart. It, to limit the number of people, but man, when you got guys dropping like flies and guys testing positive, you've got to trim. Yeah, um, I mean, you got to have as many guys as possible around. So the uh, teams must reduce their traveling party parties to only personnel who are absolutely essential to playing games. All staff and players must wear face coverings at all times now in hotels on the road 
except for when they are alone in their rooms. Teams are required to provide outdoor covered spaces for the visiting team to minimize time spent outdoors. They are stepping it up today. Yeah. Michael. I mean, it's the, the best one was the, uh, what they can't, they're not supposed to on the planes, take their masks off and talk to each other while eating that. I think that's my favorite, but the teams that have not had the outbreaks are clearly taking this seriously to this point. The others aren't. And I don't know. I mean, I guess you just have to put all this down for the pomp and circumstance of it. Right. I mean, just to have it legally out there, all that crap. So, you know, how much of it is not going to be, or is, you know, being taken seriously and followed all that stuff. It's, you put it out there, they're playing the season, don't be a dumbass, basically, and we're good to go. Uh, by the way, we'll, we'll have a guest on the show, top of the hour, Adam Amin, going to join the show, former nice. uh, play-by-play guy on ESPN, just signed a big deal with Fox, and he'll actually be be, be on the call tonight, uh, calling Astros Diamondbacks. I didn't realize this. Look, first of all, we want you guys to listen to every Astros game on 790, but the uh, TV broadcast tonight, national game on Fox at 6 p.m., Big Fox. Hmm. So tonight on Fox, like this Fox, I guess Fox doesn't have any TV shows or anything they're airing right now. Like well, I mean, new yeah, episodes, yeah. it's all reruns. So they're like, that let's just put Fox on at prime time at 6 p.m. Central. Maybe they're competing for the uh, you know a little bit of viewership with uh, TNT tonight, having basketball. ESPN will have golf running late because they're on the West Coast. So why not? Did, did you guys see what these local Astro- Astros ratings were? No, I have not. TV? Yeah, I saw up 97%. I'm, wow. I'm trying to pull this back up, but I just, that was like, holy crap, people I mean, were ready for baseball. Well, yeah. you think about it, too. I mean, one, it, it, people are ready. I was a little surprised. I'm a little surprised by that team. number, though, with the start times being 8 10. Well, more people are, are home doing it's, their thing, but also think of, this, think of this. How often would people be out and about? going to restaurants or bar, like say, say this, like a, a sports bar that would have the Astros game on that would have say 60, 70 people there watching the game. Now all those people are at their homes and they're all tuning in. It's more TV sets tuned into the Astros. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, I, I knew we were already in gung ho for it and there's, you're going to watch it no matter what. I just, uh, I'm curious the long-term effect on the season of having, more eight ten. How you keep people around? That's my thing. I always that's that was why I was like I would have just given up and kept the nine o'clock starts on the West Coast and kept my seven o'clock games at home because I'm not gonna lie, starting a game at eight o'clock sucks. Yeah, it really does. It's like you hit about you hit about six thirty and you know you're like okay good we're getting in the evening here we're gonna have baseball and then it's like oh good god I got an hour and a half still before a game start this is terrible. A few more things from the MLB protocol they've agreed to changes to the operations manual starting. Today, uh, staff and players must wear face coverings over their nose and mouth at all times and in all places in the stadium except for the players on the field. But this includes the dugout and the bullpen. So if you're an assistant coach, if you're the manager, if you're a trainer, every single one of you has to wear a face covering at all times. All right. Any covered individual found to be flagrantly violating these protocols, including refusing to wear a face mask, can be banned from further participation this season. That's crazy. That's <laughs> that's like. Here's the question: Are they going to enforce that? I, I mean, if they want to finish the season, they have to tighten the screws. There's, yeah, I get that. I just wonder if they're going to heavily enforce those things. On the road, staff and players must notify their club compliance officer if they intend to leave the hotel for any reason. At home, staff members and players are now prohibited from visiting bars, lounges, malls, or any other places in which large groups gather. Are, are malls open? 
Yeah, gallery is open. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I knew like the, we there's to, people there too. Well, we uh, went, no, we went to the outlet mall out there in Cyprus this past weekend. Yeah. Because we need to get some stuff for our trip, and it was insane. People how many are, people are out there? Now, I mean, look if if people are there and wearing their masks, all right. Yeah, everybody was doing it. You're doing that, and, and you're walking outside, but everybody was wearing their masks. But still, it was like, good God, this is way too many people. Yeah, I, I, it's we just, got in and out. This is this is America. Like Americans do not like. People don't want to sit home cooped up for months and months and well, months. You, the just, stir craziness. This is what I said in the very beginning of all this. You're making it worse, though, by not taking I mean, yeah, we could have taken it. The stir it. craziness lingers and gets people going, all right, I got to get out. I got to yeah. get out of the house. I mean, trust me, I'm feeling the same way. But we probably should have sacrificed a little bit more early on. To, what, are, what are some other rules you think baseball could do to tighten the screws here? Um. Well, I mean, show it to the ballpark in your uniform. That's the simplest one. Let's do that. <laughs> are they doing that? They were talking about that before the year, remember? They like really... show up in your uniform, you can't shower, and you leave right after. Like I want to see Alex Bregman speeding on two ninety coming in and he gets pulled over and he's How do you like, know it's Alex Bregman? Well he had his uniform, uniform on, with yeah. His cap on and yeah. He's running a little late. <laughs> he's got and... like eye black on. Yeah, he's got the whole he's got all his wristbands. <laughs> like Dusty gets pulled over, there's wristbands on and his jersey <laughs> and his toothpick in his mouth. And he's yeah. just, you know, I, I I don't there's nothing that they can do to change like it's it comes down to the adults being adults and responsible, right? And not being stupid. I think the the thing the thing is too. I, I just think the answer is is more testing. At least for MLB, like if you're gonna play every damn day, you gotta test every damn day. You can't do this every other day crap because that's how the spread out. Somebody somebody tests in the morning, then they go grab a a, a bite to eat at a bar where they're around infected people. They come back in. And then you don't test them for two more days. Like, yeah. yeah, you're going to have issues like this. So it's yeah, and that and the I I, I don't know about you. That having the trust factor for the testing being correct all the time is non-existent. For well, me. I mean, that's that's a part of the, a part of it too. So it's I, look, man. All I know is this. I mean, they're, they're, you're already the Marlins, the Cardinals. You're already hitting your peak of. They can't miss any more games. Like, you're already going to be behind the eight ball trying to make up the ones you missed. It's just you can't have – those two teams specifically can't lose any more games, but God forbid you have other teams that start having We're not going the to large have, breakouts. They're going to end up having to do the by-winning percentage thing, I think. I don't think everybody's going to play all 60. This yeah. is going to happen again, you think. Well, I think they'll they'll try to get in some, uh, as many some of those as they double can, headers. Yeah. But, no, you're right. I mean, I, I mean, Somebody plays 56 games or something. Yeah. I don't know. You'll have some tight divisions. Let's just say if Miami stays winning and it's tight with them and the Braves, I mean, you you never know. I mean, the Braves may push and push back and say, hey, no, y'all have to y'all have to play. Oh, I would. Because uh, the Marlins suck. They'll don't worry, they'll come back to Earth. By the way, Texas Tech uh just um they fired announced, a coach? no. Oh. They have uh, tested 168 student athletes and coaches, no positives. Texas Tech has performed more uh, performed tests on more than 600 student athletes, only 26 positive. For- With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, 
you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's easy to stay self, you know, or uh, social distance out in the middle of West Texas where you're the Now, there are other, there are other there. viruses in Lubbock, but this, this one's not running oh, It's called the Raider Rash, yeah. which is completely overblown. <laughs> Uh, I just saw from a buddy of mine who covers Tulane, he said Tulane will announce later today that they are filling their two games that were canceled in the non-conference. So I was looking at the American as a whole. This is for U of H fans out there. U of H, will keep, it looks like they're going to keep their conference games as scheduled. Okay. I thought they were going to try to re- we got to shake up the whole schedule and move everything around. No, it looks like they're going to keep all their non-conference games scheduled as is. You just need to fill in the holes with up to four opponents so so non-conference opponents so u of h the game you had against washington state the game you had against byu all those games are canceled theoretically so now you just have to fill those holes if you'd like yeah or you can just keep them as four bye weeks the whole the, i'm telling you with, the, with what came out yesterday with the what the pack 10 pack 12 having money i guess loans put aside to help schools if they don't play f- sports and then all these the protocols there for the quarantining for 14 days and all like it keeps it keeps driving me home to they're not going to play college football no we're gonna we're gonna play college football i hope you're right i just don't think it's it's, i still don't think it's happening stop looking at it as an all or nothing it's not an all or nothing you're going to have some who play you're gonna have some who don't okay but then it's a season that i i honestly don't give a crap about if like if two conferences are playing then i just don't care if your favorite team is playing though sure i mean mean, yeah that just it's it's they're they're not all on the same page. They're Nothing not going is to be. be the same. I mean, like every this is going to be a weird sports season for every sport. It's but there's just, just no incentive other than there's no reason. There's no players making money. We keep going back. Players don't make money in college. Correct. Yeah. So, so what's your problem? That's why the NFL is playing. That's that's why I can't guarantee that the college football is going to play. No, college football is going to play because so many of these athletic programs rely on the the money of of playing games if they don't the programs will fold so that's why they're going to play i again i hope you're right i just don't have any a lot of them are giving the kids the option if you don't if the kids don't want to play they don't have to play they can opt out but the games will be played i I hope so until it happens i won't believe it 713-212-5790 this is in the trenches chris gordy michael connor brendan riley back after this What's happening in football? Let's go! What's happening in H-Town sports? I'm in tune with you guys. What's happening right now? Me speaking to you. In the Trenches continues. Welcome back in the Trenches. Sports Talk 790. Andy, uh, off this week. He'll be back in on Monday. Chris Tiger Woods is off you. and on the course, people. Michael Connor is having a... I just got a little, a little bit excited. Of an excited moment here as Tiger Woods just teed off. He missed the fairway on one, just to the left. He's in the rough. We well, have not just golf back; we have major golf back. Yeah, PGA. 
We've got seven in the next calendar year, seven majors. For the golf honks out there, you love that. So, uh, yeah, so they're underway there. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, a lot of fun. I mean, look, if it, you, you kind of wish bars were open because today would be a day you just go belly up at a bar and go uh, watch all the golf action all day. But good to have sports back, Michael. Better yes. than better than the alternative. By the way, uh, top of this hour, Adam Amin going to join us from uh, formerly of ESPN now with Fox Sports. He will be on the call tonight on Big Fox. I've not heard him do a baseball game, so I'm – he is, he's so versatile, man. Like, he's called every – when he was coming up through did the ESPNs, he, do baseball at all? he did ESPN? gymnastics, he did volleyball, he did softball, he did college baseball, he did NFL, college football, and now he's at Big Fox doing baseball tonight. He'll be doing football during football season. I mean, he is – he's one of the most versatile, just really good play-by-play guys. Well, we'll have him on at the top of the air and get his thoughts on the Strohs. Uh, Brandon Cook's currently on a uh, – Zoom call with the media, speaking for the first time. I think he did one right when he signed, right, and talked with the media. So this yeah. will be the first time in months we've heard from him. Uh, Brandon Cook said it was important this offseason to get together with Deshaun Watson. He was out He's, in Phoenix with him recently. Yeah, he said, quote, I think he did a great job with it, getting guys together and uh, making sure they could get together, throw a few times. Now they're building more chemistry at training camp together. Uh, Brandon Cooks asked about Deshaun Watson. It's so effortless. His talent is out of this world. When he throws the ball, it is so easy. Brandon Cooks has now played with Deshaun Watson after playing with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Jared Goff. Puts him in that same category. Well, Jared Goff maybe not on the Brees and Brady level. But. Jared Goff had one of those years and obviously got him to the Super Bowl, which was a very good year. But, um, yeah, he's not there. But he's definitely played with a lot of quarterbacks. It's just still... I think worthy of questioning what you're going to get out of him. Brandon Cooks asked about David Johnson. Man, he's a guy who's been special since he set foot in this league, not just in the backfield, but he can run routes. Looking looking for him being a versatile threat this season. I, got, I can get all that, but he hasn't been great since he's been in the right. league. We do know that. The skill set is there, and the, the the when his game is right at his best, he can be that type of a dynamic guy, but he just – he hasn't been that for but one season. Yeah, go ahead and follow it up with, yeah, I play with him on Madden. Man, he looks so good in Madden. Yeah, he's been, he used to be a beast <laughs> to get on Madden. You know those guys you're drafting, you know, you're doing the fantasy draft to start your franchise. You're taking him early. By the way, uh, Amari Cooper from the Cowboys talking with the media yesterday said he and a number of offensive players have been working out pretty consistently together to get their timing right with Dak Prescott. Recently, those workouts have been a Dak's home. Dak just had a football field constructed at his home. <laughs> well, when you get a thirty, was it thirty-five million dollar one-year deal yeah, this but year? He wants the he wants the long-term deal. Well, I know, but when you get thirty-five day. million locked in for a year, you can afford to put in your own little football field in the backyard. Amari Cooper called the C.D. Lamb draft pickup great, and in working out with him, said he was a quick learner, fundamentally sound. Said he and Michael Gallup are going for a thousand yard, uh, going for one thousand last year. The expectation this year is three thousand between the three of them. I think that's that's pretty doable. Th- those are three ridiculously uh, dangerous gonna, threats. Yeah, McCarthy's going to want it. The question is, you know, the balance of it because what makes them best? The cow. If, if they're at their best, Zeke is great, and they're not throwing it as much, right? 
No, I think they're ba- I think they're going to be balanced. I mean, with with McCarthy, but McCarthy likes to throw the football. He's yeah, never really had great running game. I mean, he's had some seasons where they have good numbers of team, but yeah, he's never it, had great is running. Is McCarthy ignored the run because he didn't have great running backs, or is it he ignored he the did, run because yeah. he liked to fling it around the field? And he also had you know one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever th- fling a football around. Amari, back there doing it. Amari Cooper told the media the offense has not changed a whole lot, though the verbiage has. He went on to say his impressions of Mike McCarthy so far stem from watching his teams in Green Bay and their consistency at the Pro Bowl. Devontae Adams spoke very highly of McCarthy running the I mean, offense. I, I honestly still can't believe the, the Cowboys made a hire that I thought was great because that thought that that hire was just fantastic. He was I'm the you right now, perfect, if, perfect fit. The for what expectations they have. for them have to be they are a top two team in the NFC this year. It internally or out you know from the outside looking in i don't no, I, I just mean for them like they, for them yeah they have to be like the saints will are, are poised and set up to be pretty damn good the niners i just wonder if they can repeat that you know they, I mean, but they're no still they should pound be the rock they're still going to be re- a dominant run team they should feel like they're going to be the best team in the, the defense is stacked i just i i, I have some quite i i would not be surprised if san francisco loses one or two more games. What this was year. what did they do last year? Were they thirteen wins? I think so. Or Fourteen. I mean, they were they were the one seed, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, sure, they probably have a little bit of a fallback, but I still think, you know, unless Garoppolo goes out and just just horrible, I don't expect that in a regular season. They're going to be the best team in the NFC because their defense is loaded and they're yeah. You had three teams at thirteen wins last year: Saints, okay. Niners, and Packers, and the Saints. Did not get a first round bye. Had to play the Vikings and we're one Thir- and done. Yeah, after 13, going thirteen and three. Thirteen wins this year should probably be the tops again in that conference. And I don't think no, it absolutely will. I don't think that there's multiple teams that get to that number. I think, and, I, and the Cowboys division aids them to being one of those teams that could get there. I just would still, yeah, I would have some hesitation picking them to be the team to get there. But I, maybe I should because they could go five and one in their division. The Eagles have huge question marks at their receiver position. Um, you lose Malcolm Jenkins on that defense. The artists formerly known as the Redskins are, you know, they're, they're still terrible. in flux. They're bad. They're horrible, yeah. And then the Giants. Okay, is this the year Daniel Jones? Ta- What's the quarterback's name? Daniel Jones, yeah. Okay, it's like that didn't, I said it and it didn't sound right. Yeah. Is this the year he takes that next step? With his offense, because he looked he looked like he got better last year. Oh, maybe last year Saqu- was his first year. Saquon he 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 put up numbers for a rookie that were really good yeah. last year. Had some Not really in, big on the games. back end of last season. It seemed like he he was getting better. Yeah, yeah, he had some really good games that flashed something. I think it, more people than more people were expecting out of him. You know, Saquon, but they should stink. Their football team's bad. Yeah. I mean, there were four wins last year. Point being, Cowboys should steamroll that division. Correct, and and with the Eagles, you're always just waiting for the. You're waiting for the news that Carson Wentz is down hurt again. Dak, <laughs> to be honest, Dak. By the way, Dak Prescott just turned 27 last week. He is 40 oh, and 20. Tiger. He is 40 and 24 overall. 97 touchdowns, 36 interceptions, 97 career quarterback rating. It's good numbers. Just looking at his, I mean, Dak's resume is is pretty impressive for you know where they drafted him. But if I had to guess, give me your top four teams in the NFC this year in order of, of how you think they will finish. Um, top four, I'll go Niners first. Do you, so you think they're really going to be the best yes. team in the NFC again? Their defense is fantastic. And they're, they're good. And they're, I mean, their offense can, I, I, I'm a huge believer in that offensive system. It, it, it I'm just, also a huge great. believer in teams figuring you out. I mean, that's fine, and... but I, I think that they're still going to win. They're just going to shut people down to where they're not going to have to be an offensive juggernaut all the time. 
And it's just I think that their defense is that good. But I'd go Niners, followed by the I still think your Saints are gonna be the second team. Niners one, Saints two. Three. Good lord. It's going to have to be the Packers still at three. Think so? Yeah. Okay. And then four I'm putting the Bucks. Okay. So you don't even have the Cowboys in your top four. No, they'd be five. <laughs> Did the Seahawks come into the conversation yeah, at all? Yeah, I was going to say, what about them? They went 11 and 5 last year. They were a goal they, line I mean, yeah, like, play away from. Okay, here's the. Okay, you can you can order them how you want. Any of those five, six teams, I think, can win that conference. Well, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, no, I mean, like, legit do it in our legit Super Bowl contenders. I know. I'm asking you to go on the record and give me your. How I you just order gave my top finish. Five. Okay. Yeah, Seahawks are right behind it, just out of it. I think. And again, I'm I'm a Saints fan, but I'm going to be unbiased. I think Saints one, I think Cowboys two. I'll go Seahawks three. Seahawks win the NFC West this year. You know just, what? Even bolder prediction. Cardinals finish second in the NFC West. Yeah, you're high. We're going to give Gordy a drug Stranahan, test during the uh, break. Shanahan's offense. Everybody goes. You know what? We're not falling for this crap. He just runs the ball and Garoppolo throws to a tight end. We say that. They've that the offense has literally been running the NFL for like years and years and years now, and nobody seems to be able to stop it. Well, except when you're playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Well, how about your quarterback not choke on his spit? <laughs> and you might not have that situation pop up. Quick, name your favorite 49 current 49ers wide receiver. That that I can't. <laughs> They just played in Super Bowl. Brandon, name your current favorite 49ers wide receiver. Debo Samuel. Okay. So he's better name than I am. Name the second one. Uh, Kittle. The guy they they took, drafted somebody. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, Ayuk in the first yeah, that's round. that's right. Yeah, but point being, like, come on. But that system. I'm selling. Yeah. A, I'm, I'm putting my DVs on an island, and I'm coming up to stop the run. Now what? We watched people do that crap here and try to do that crap in Houston when Schaub was here, and they still couldn't stop the run. Yeah. But there's just something about that system. That, how'd they work out in the playoffs? Okay, well, that's fine and all, but you know they went to a Super Bowl last year, and they didn't have a single big-name running did? back. No, I'm talking about the, the 49ers with the same running system. It's the West Coast zone scheme system, and it's fantastic, and it still works to this day. You can just plug and play. Back to Houston's most interactive football show. America's pastime. I wanted to talk to you, and that's not right. In the trenches continues on Sports Talk 790. Back for the debate. Let's hear you now. Come on. All right, welcome back. In the trenches, Sports Talk 790. Chris Gordy, Michael Connor, Brendan Riley. Some quotes from David Johnson talking with the media right now. David Johnson on the duo with him and Duke Johnson, Michael, quote, we're going to be a lethal threat, not just with running, but with catching the football. That's been the other weird thing about this, too, is, okay, yeah, brought in Duke Johnson for a draft pick. Was it a third-round draft pick last yeah. year when you traded for him? What The only thing he really does well is catch the football out of the backfield. Yep. Now, he had some moments where he, you know, but you're never going to hand the ball off to him a lot. You could make the argument just based off of what David Johnson's career has been that you should only be acquiring him to use him as the guy that catches the ball in the backfield. Damn, I'm looking at David Johnson on the Zoom. He's got a cutoff t-shirt up. He's letting those guns hang out. That dude's jacked. I mean, he's a football player. What do you expect? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, dude's in pretty damn good shape. I mean... We'll see what he has on the football field. Yeah, I mean, that, more, that's More about the, the leg staying healthy than the upper body, but... Yeah. Dude is yoked, it's ready to go. Pretty good. 
Yeah, but how about we're going to be a lethal threat? Lethal threat? Duke Johnson and David hope, Johnson? I hope you're right. I if, do. If you had to take one in fantasy this year, who are you taking? Well, you take David. He's going to get all the run. And then when he gets hurt in week three, and Duke's the start of the rest of the year. I'm not taking Duke Johnson then at that point either because you're going to run him for two games and say, well, he can't be an every down back. We're going to need somebody else. Mm. Some uh, Rockets news real quick. Right, I know where you're going with this. Scott Foster has been assigned the Rockets-Lakers game tonight. Fun. So you're, so. Ready for, you're ready to be mad at officiating. And you'll remember Scott Foster the moment he blows the whistle for the first time. Yeah, somebody uh, brought up, they said James Harden's been getting into foul trouble lately in the bubble. And then the NBA assigned Scott Foster to the Rockets game tonight. Good news is that the Lakers do not necessarily have anything to play for, obviously, yeah, at this they, point. Yeah, they lost um, last night. LeBron played, like... They played all their guys. I, I keep this is wondering. their first back-to-back here. What do they do tonight? I keep wondering back-to-back, do they rest them? Anthony Davis played 29 minutes. LeBron played 30. I bet they play him, but they play him somewhere between 25 and 30 again. I think I saw Russ was listed as, was it questionable? or I, I, I forget, thought I saw that earlier from Jonathan Fagan. Um, Russ just a little banged. Look, if you're the Rockets, you know, th- this one... I don't know. The Lakers can't improve their standings or anything. Like, there's no point in them playing their starters, especially on a back-to-back. I mean, other than getting rhythm, right? I mean, they had months off yeah, from playing games. games. I, I, mean, know, I, I know that. I mean, this isn't the time to shut. I don't think you shut it down. You just you ease it up. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, if they want to shut it down tonight and give the Rockets an easy victory, fine. Completely good with it because the Rockets are back to the what the sixth seed now, matching up against the Nuggets because it's fluctuating still. They need like. Portland's played well since they've been back in the bubble. They got a win against the Bucks, who we didn't expect them to going into the bubble. You didn't expect them necessarily to lose to the Trailblazers, but they did. And they felt like you were playing with a little bit of house money if you get to 3-0 in the bubble at that point. So this one feels a little bit more must-winny for the standpoint of jumping up. Because I want them to be the four and play the Jazz. Yeah, I didn't realize. I, I guess the Jazz beat the Grizz yesterday. The Thunder, in beating the Lakers yesterday, they both yeah. bump ahead of the Rockets because the Thunder hold the what the tiebreaker over the Rockets. The Rockets sit in the sixth spot now. And it's very fluid. I mean, they're half a game back from being back in the fourth spot. So maybe this is one you want to win tonight if you're the Rockets. Just to, And again, it does there's no difference, really, if you're the four seed playing the five seed Jazz who you're playing. or you're the five seed playing the four seed Jazz. Yeah, I just, I just want the Jazz. It doesn't yeah. matter. That's who I want. I don't know. I, I keep going back to Denver not being at the high altitude. Look, Denver's good, but did you see what, have you not seen having what, to go up to Denver to know, play them changes. They're a really good team that gets out and runs, and Jokic has clearly gotten himself into some shape. Have you seen what Michael Porter's done in the last two games for them? Yeah. 37 and 30 yeah, points. Uh, maybe suddenly he's going to hit that potential. He was, a, yeah, he was, he was a going risk. to be a top five pick yeah, in the he draft. Was a risk. Yeah, the injuries made him go, what, 22nd? Yeah, back issues. Yeah. Um, quick note, Division Two has canceled its fall championships. I don't know if you saw this, Division Two and Division Three, Michael. And man, may have to go look up. I was like, wait a minute. So what teams classify are in Division Two? Stop me if you heard of any of these teams. And Brendan, you'll be very sad to hear this, but... That means there will be no Valdosta State Blazers football I've heard that championship. One. There will be no Lenore Rhine Bears football. Where's that? Uh, I'm not sure. There will be no Harden Bisons football. This is my favorite one. There will be no Slippery Rock The Rock football. I've only heard that one because Sean always mentions them. Uh, how about Grand Valley State Lakers or the CSU Pueblo Thunderwolves? What? They will not be playing for a title this fall. 
Pittsburgh State Gorillas not playing for a title. Is Pittsburgh State in Pittsburgh? Well, they leave the H off, so it may be a different Pittsburgh. Oh, There's it's no in Pittsburgh, H. Kansas. Yeah, it's a different Pittsburgh. That's good. Uh, no California Vulcans football. And lastly, my favorite, no Washburn Ichabods football. Washburn Ichabods? Ichabods. I was really in on the Ichabods this season. Not not going to be able to play for a championship. Washburn University is the name of it? That is Washburn in, Ichabods. That is in Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, the five teams in Texas that were in uh, that are affected by this division two: Angelo State, Midwestern State, A and M Commerce, and A and M Kingsville. Ah, oh, my brother's school, A and M. UT UT Permian Basin and uh, West Texas A and M. Those are all division two schools that will not play for a championship. West this Texas A and M, I believe, is where Evan Gaddis went to school. It's it said it was UT at the Permian Basin, but I think they just call it a UT Permian Basin, right? I think that's right. They yeah. call it UTPB. I don't know. For for anybody who freaked out yesterday. No, UT Permian Basin. That's yeah, UT University of Texas of the Permian Basin. That's the next. For that, anybody that is where Evan Gaddis went. For anybody school. who freaks out over, "Oh my god, we're not going to have f- championship football this fall." No, Division 2, those are the schools who will not be able to play for a championship this fall. I I love your optimism. I'm still not optimistic myself. The Power 5s are playing, my friend. I hope. And, and the Group of 5s for that matter. I hope. I really do. U of H, they're going to play. This is In the Trenches, Sports Talk 790. A uh, quick break here, top of the hour. When we return, we're going to switch gears, talk some baseball with Adam Amin. Fox Sports going to join us. Stay with us. You're in the trenches. Stand up, get your hands up. With N.D. Kalou. N.D. Kalou. Hour number two of In the Trenches underway here on Sports Talk 790 ND with the week off. Chris Gordy, Michael Connor in here with you. 790, your home for Astros baseball. We will have some earlier Astros baseball tonight as uh, they will be playing tonight at 6 o'clock. I love the Central earlier start. That's on me. your home for Astros baseball. But on the t- with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. TV side of things, you'll be able to watch it on Fox, not FS1, not FS2, not Fox, you know, random mobile app. This is Big Fox, National Fox tonight at 6 o'clock. You'll have baseball. And uh, one Adam Amin will be on the call calling this baseball game between your Astros and the Diamondbacks, and he joins us now. Adam, how are you, my, my friend? I'm doing well, my friend. I'll, I'll apologize in advance to every Astros fan uh, for not being Todd Callis, for uh, <laughs> for not 
having the ability of uh, my friend Julia Morales for not being Jeff Blum. We apologize in advance, I promise. <laughs> yeah, there's a rule here in these parts, Adam. When a national broadcast is calling your team, we just have to wonder why you hate the Astros' guts, why everything you say is anti-Astros. It's just the national guys hate our local teams sometimes. Yeah, just so you know, I'm only going to talk about the cheating scandal. I'm only going to talk about sign stealing. There's going to be no discussion at all about Brandon Belak's first major league start. There's going to be no discussion about how George Springer might be getting going. There's going to be no talk about Jose Altuve's struggles. It's only going to be about the other stuff. That's good, because honestly, it'll keep us away from having to deal with this. Is this the most injured team in all of your time of broadcasting Sports, whatever sport it is, this is the most in- injured team you've ever seen because they've used nine rookies already in the rotation and the in the bullpen. This might be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Just I feel so bad right now for Dusty, and and I've known Dusty a while, and and I I just I like here go ahead. Here's your bullpen. Enjoy. <laughs> Best of luck as you uh, try to navigate through. Uh, what is it? Seven or eight guys that have made their major league debuts in the last two weeks now. And uh, and having to shuffle around, I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous between the back end, between the setup guys, between guys that you would have used to to fill innings, uh, to have to throw uh, so many different arms out there at this point. Uh, I mean, it's not shocking to see some of the bullpen numbers, but to the Astros' credit, pretty good, top seven in bullpen numbers right now. I, I know around the rest of the league, some of these bullpens are getting shellacked, you know, uh, and again, understandably so with some of the personnel shifting that has happened around the league, but. I mean, considering the number of young arms that are in there for their bullpen ERA to be top seven, for them to be in a decent position out of the gate, it's so hard to gauge, right? Right now, it's so hard to gauge what a six and five start really means when we're in such weird circumstances. So I'm not sure. I I wouldn't be in panic mode by any means. I don't think Astros fans are. Uh, I think they can weather the storm. They've done it so far. And I feel like if the starting pitching can come around and be a little bit more consistent, they'll be fine. Yeah, the, the pitching matchup for this one tonight should be interesting. It's, you know, speaking of rookies, we get to see Brandon Belak in there tonight. He's pitched twice already this season and pitched pretty well. Uh, going against Zach Gallon, who's probably been the best starting pitcher for the Diamondbacks with yeah. Bumgarner struggling and, and, and Robbie Ray struggling. But um, it's just an interesting matchup from a standpoint of, like we said, Gallon's been good and you don't really know what you're getting in the rookie in Belak. Yeah, I think uh, watching Brandon's uh, major league debut and his first downing against Seattle, I, I was impressed by him, even though he gave up a couple hits and a, and a couple runs. Uh, looked really sharp uh, against the Angels. I just feel like this strikeout numbers are something that could potentially translate, especially early on in a major league career. You know, we've seen it in a starting role in his minor league career. Really good K numbers, uh, better than a strikeout per inning pitched. It's uh, over a long period of time in the minor leagues, uh, he comes from a good program. Uh, so I'm, I, I feel like he his numbers can translate. I think he can be a viable option out of, as a starting pitcher in this in this rotation, especially considering the Verlander injury, knowing that you have to fill some gaps right now, as a lot of teams do, right? I mean, Kluber's hurt, Verlander's hurt, um, uh, Miles Michaelis in St. Louis is dealing with, with an injury right now. Otani in the in the West Division is uh, going to be shut down as a pitcher. So uh, I don't know what it is about all these arm injuries and all these different uh, personnel shifts and starting rotations that we've had to see, but based on what I've seen from Brandon Bielak, again, it's very, it's a very, very, very small sample size in the majors, but a really solid one in the minors. I think he can translate really well. You're talking about the injuries league-wide, and since you're a guy that gets to take in different teams all over the place now, 
just your thought on the quality of play so far. To me, I, I'm a big baseball you know connoisseur, so I'm watching as many games as I can as the season moves along. Is is the quality of play up to snuff? Because to me, it just looks like, and we're seeing all the injuries like you mentioned, uh, baseball having to ramp it up so quickly, it is having an effect on what we're watching on the field. I, I think it was going to be a little strange regardless because you know we talked so long about you know, late March, early April, you know, the weather warming up, how's that going to affect, uh, you know, how's that going to affect the team? Let's not get too deep into uh, humidity and uh, roofs opening and closing. I'm sure that's a sore subject for uh, for Astros fans and Lance McCullers in particular, and I yeah. can understand why. Uh, but but I, 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 it's so weird because we have such a baseline for how the year is supposed to play out. Okay, the pitchers are going to be ahead of the guys, uh, ahead of the hitters, for the first month of the season. A lot of these guys are going to have some warm-up time. Well, well, now we're starting in July, so the weather's warm. Maybe that means the hitters will be on point. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Everybody needs some ramp-up time. I think El is a, a great example of that. Uh, everybody needs some level of ramp-up time. You know, guys have had slow starts in their careers before and had a lot more runway to get into a 300-level stretch, a 290 stretch for the final, you know, 100-some games. You don't have that luxury anymore. So I think guys are probably pressing a little bit. I'm not shocked that, you know, some of the pitchers are ahead of some of the hitters, the quality pitching. You know, uh, I'm watching guys like Dustin May for the Dodgers, you know, absolutely baffle hitters with stuff that nobody has really had a chance to see in a starting role before. So you're getting guys that are, are, are going to be brand new specimens for a lot of these major league hitters who are already in this messed up scenario. So I'm with you, man. I think there's some sloppiness to it. I mean, the pitchers for the most part can be ahead of the hitters. At least the best pitchers kind of are already in their programs. Hitters have had a, a tough time ramping up. We have, we've seen a lot of cold starts, right? Yelich got off to a bad start. Bellinger got off to a brutal start. We mentioned Altuve a little bit rocky to, to, to begin things this year. Brian had a, had a rough start to the year. So there's been a bunch of guys who've been dealing with that. So I think it's, I don't want to say it's to be expected because this is such a new experiment. There's no data or sample size to base anything off of, but I'm not shocked based on all the circumstances that things have been a little wacky in the first uh, you know, couple of weeks of the season. Talk with Adam Amin from Fox Sports. Feels weird to say that, but congrats to you, man. Go make <laughs> the switch over to, uh, to Fox. He'll be on the call tonight for uh, Astros Diamondbacks on the uh, national side of things. Uh, just your thoughts on this Astros lineup so far. I mean, they, they have been one where we've not seen their rookie of the year in uh, Jordan Alvarez. He has not played yet. Mm-hmm. Michael Brantley, who I think leads all of baseball in hitting right now, he's been yep. out the last handful of games, but still a dangerous lineup from top to bottom. I'll tell you, man, I really like Kyle Tucker. That swing he had against, you know, they left him in against the lefty. And uh, I think that's, that speaks volumes. You know, to have a veteran like Josh Reddick, uh, you know, on the bench against a, you know, a decent, I know Robbie Ray isn't off to a great start, but he pitched okay last night. And, and he's still Robbie Ray. He's had a great track record and he's a good lefty. And to leave in a guy like Kyle Tucker and say, no, we trust you to go out get some bit bats against left-handed pitching, and his swing looked really good in that home run last night. I love Abraham Toro. I love his story. I love his background. I love Todd Todd and Jeff telling stories about this guy. I'm fascinated by him. I like his swing. I like how he's filling in. So the bottom of this lineup looks all right. You know, I know Miles Straw isn't going to, you know, isn't going to bang home runs left and right. He may not hit another home run for the rest of his career, but he's got a ton of speed. I like the bottom of the lineup. I still think this is a viable lineup, and you're doing this without Springer or Altuve having a great start. Bregman got up to a rough start, yet here you are, still averaging six runs a game. You still scored seven last night, 
and you know, had it not been for the brutal fourth inning, we're we're talking about a seven and you know seven and four team, and things feel a little bit different. So, in the broadest scope of things, do I have any concern about the Astros' offense? No, not really, because they're going through a stretch, or some of their guys are going through stretches that other that others are too, and that are maybe more valuable to their lineups than uh, maybe Altuve and Springer are. Not and, not, and not, I'm not saying they're they lack value. I'm saying the depth of this lineup is more impressive than maybe some of the other big-name offenses we're talking about in Major League Baseball. It'll definitely keep them in the race all season long with the expanded playoffs this year. But yeah. early, early returns in the American League, I look, clearly the Yankees are a monster. Uh, just your thoughts, yeah. are, are they clear and cut for you ahead of everybody else at this point? I saw Minnesota last week. Uh, we had Indians twins, and you know it's so easy to get caught up in one game. And now Shane Bieber has made everybody look bad and Shane Bieber made the twins look really, really bad last week, but the twins, I, I don't want to, I don't want to take anything away from them either. All right. We were talking about the two best home run hitting teams in major league history from a year ago. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned, you know, get the guys that wouldn't may, maybe be ramping up in March or April, or frankly, in the Yankees case, wouldn't be playing because they wouldn't be healthy enough. Stanton wouldn't be healthy enough. We don't know if judge would have been a hundred percent right out of the gate if this was a normal season. So, you know, to see these guys back and healthy and see what their lineup can do is scary. But I don't want to. I, I don't want to disregard what Minnesota is doing. Nelson Cruz still getting it done at forty years old. They have a really deep lineup from top to bottom. There's not a lot of lineups that have a guy like Miguel Sano, a thirty home run hitter, that are batting seventh or eighth in the Twins lineup. And even though their rotation is dealing with injury, their rotation has pitched really well. Give credit to, to a guy like Randy Dobnak, who is a spot starter essentially taking the spot of an all-star in Jake Odorizzi, yet he's got the second lowest DRA in baseball right now. So, you know, Kenta Maeda has pitched well. If not for the Rich Hill injury, maybe Minnesota would be talked about a little bit more, but they're 10-2. and two. You know, they still have the best record in the American League. So I don't want to take anything away from the Yankees. Urshela's having a great start. They're scary deep with Torres and everybody in their lineup and Judge and Stanton, but I don't want to take anything away from Minnesota, a team that I still feel like if their pitching is there, maybe – Maybe they finally get over the hump. Maybe they have to run into the Yankees in the playoffs again, and maybe they can actually win some games unlike years past. But I don't want to take anything away on the American League side from Minnesota. I really do feel like they've got they've got a lineup and a pitching staff that's in it for the long haul. He's Adam Amin, Fox Sports, one of my favorite play-by-play guys out there. Uh, take us behind the scenes, Adam. What what does this look like on your end doing these broadcasts right now? Because I saw you were doing some of the NBA stuff. You were you've been doing MLB. I mean, you've been you've been all over the place. What does your setup look like when you're calling these games tonight? Yeah, listen, it's not it's it's not ideal in in any of our scenarios in terms of where we'd rather be. If it were up to me, I'd rather be sitting in Todd's booth right now, to, you know, getting ready to to call the game tonight while, while watching, you know, while watching the, the field, I, I obviously the game's a chase. I'd rather be in Steve Berthium's booth, getting ready to call the game in, in person. And that's one luxury that the home team broadcasters do have when they're at home. You know, when the Astros go back home for their next series, you'll have Todd and, and Jeff and Julie and all, all of them sitting at Minute Maid Park, which is great. We don't have that luxury, unfortunately, just the way that it is with national broadcasters traveling. You know, I, I wish the circumstances were different. But I'm sitting in a, in a studio. It is comfortable. We got the monitors. We got the all nine camera, so you can see the entire field. Uh, we've got a program feed, which is what you're seeing back at home. I can see my partner tonight. It's Eric Caros. I've got a little camera and a little monitor, so I can communicate with him while he's in Los Angeles. 
And again, it's not ideal. Nobody wants to do it this way, but I really give a lot of credit to, you know, my old colleagues at ESPN. We're trying to get it done at Fox. MLB Network's doing the same thing with all these national broadcasts. We're all sitting in studios and trying to sync up and, and call the games. So, you know, uh, Dan Schulman's a great friend of mine. He's the voice of the Toronto Blue Jays, one of the great ESPN voices and one of the all-time great baseball voices ever. And, you know, he's talked about it, too, where it's like transparency is important. I'm, I'm telling you now, <laughs> and, uh, and rightfully so, if you're upset about it, that's totally fine. Uh, it's not your job to care about how we do our jobs. Your job is to just hope that we do our jobs well. And we're, we're doing them to the best of our ability. But, hey, if I miss something, we'll be transparent about it. But we do have a great setup. We're lucky to do it. I'm fortunate to be calling these games. I wish it were under different circumstances, and someday we'll be back to normal. But for the time being, everybody's making the best of it while we can. Well, I'm just glad you're actually in a studio because I pictured you on the floor of your apartment in Chicago like eating a, <laughs> eating a Stouffer's lasagna, getting ready to call the game, and you're just looking at like monitors. Like At least you have hey. a professional setup. Hey, the, the, you're not far off with the Stouffer's, man. I, I had a great uh, uh, take and bake pizza the other night while I was uh, while I was prepping for for uh, Mavericks and uh, and uh, and Suns. So I feel like we're, uh, we're 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 trying to do the, do the best we can. But man, I, I don't think this one bedroom apartment in in Chicago really has the bandwidth to handle a national broadcast. And real quick, you mentioned the basketball. Your thoughts on the Rock? We're the home of the Rockets as well. Your thoughts on the Rockets in the first uh, three games? Back in the bubble, obviously coming off of a rough one against the Trailblazers the other night. Yeah, listen, uh, it's it's such a tale of two teams, right? Like, which Rockets team wants to show up defensively <laughs> at the end of the game? And and I I love James Harden stepping into Giannis at the end of that Bucks game and and hassling him. And we we always hear the criticisms, and and listen, they're rightfully so. These these are still regular season games. I'm not going to read too much into it uh, because I want to see how this team is going to perform in a playoff setting defensively, but. I'll tell you, it's a tale of two defenses. What they did against Milwaukee late and then the lack of rotation and the lack of pickup on Melo on the big shot against Portland late in that game, uh, that's going to be the biggest question. I have no fear about the the depth of that offense. I have no worries about James Harden. I have no worries about Russell Westbrook. I worry about their defense late in games when it comes down you know, to a seven-game series because that's been the downfall at times for that team in the last few years. Well, Adam, thanks so much for taking the time, man. We really appreciate it. It's been a blast to see uh, your career, uh, how much you've grown and, and climbed up through the ranks. I mean, calling uh, with softball games on ESPNU a couple years ago, and now here you are in Big Fox tonight calling uh, Astros Diamondbacks. So it's been a blast. Can't wait to uh, see what you what you got going for football season and everything else, and uh, we really appreciate the time, man. No, I appreciate you guys. Thanks all. Thanks all of you, and uh, and uh, we'll try. We'll try to do our best job possible for all you Astros fans. Tonight. Awesome, and make sure you make sure you hate on the Astros, okay? Absolutely. Right. Time stealing, cheating, uh, Altuve <laughs> bad, whatever, whatever you want me to say. <laughs> thanks, Ed. Out of a being there of uh, Fox Sports, he'll be on the uh, call tonight for uh, Astros Diamondbacks Big Fox on national television tonight. But uh, of course, we want you to listen right here on your home for Astros baseball. Sports Talk 790. Michael will uh, have the pregame show. Sparky and Robert, of course, on the call. Yeah, I'll have the pregame show at 5. And a, qu- set for it. and a quick note, the Rockets will be on our sister station tonight on K2H 740, 7 o'clock pregame over there. Need to grab a break. We'll come back more in the trenches when we come back. Your Houston teams, your Houston hosts, and your Houston takes. We so Houston, man. I mean, how many times do we have to f- say Houston? I'm so Houston. Houston. In the trenches returns now.
All right, welcome back. Sports Talk 790 in the trenches. Chris Gordy, Michael Connor, Brandon Riley, and he uh, still off this week. He'll be back in on Monday. Our thanks to Adam Amin. Come on, Tiger. You are you are all into this. It's too early to get into the golf. Man. I want Tiger Woods to win. First you know, round on the, uh, Thursday. PGA Championships being played. Tiger. If Tiger makes the cut, he's one shot off the lead. Damn it! If he makes the cut and he's still in the leaderboard uh, among the leaders on Saturday, I'll, I'll buy you. He's on. always played well at this course. I'm not buying in him on the first few holes on Thursday. He's one back of the lead through three holes. And the uh, coaches poll just dropped for uh, college I did. Are you football. Fe- are you feeling disrespected defending national champion? No, Gordy? no, it's fine. LSU lost a lot, but they put uh, Clemson is your preseason number one team. I guess they need to wait to find out. All right, who's playing? Yeah, what teams are playing? What teams are not? It's not like UConn was going to be in the uh, top twenty-five preseason rankings, but Clemson number one, Ohio State number two, Alabama number three, Georgia number four, LSU number five. It's the same damn teams every year, like. As it, it should it just, be. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be. We should want parity in our college football. But we I mean, no, no. It to I'm a fourteen talk, no. playoff to get more teams in. I'm talking. The coaches' poll doesn't matter. We know this at the end of the day. I mean, it, it matters, but it doesn't matter. Um, but no, I'm just based off who these schools are right now going into this season. Like, that's what we expected. Like, Clemson's, yeah, I, I Clemson's just, going to be great again. Ohio State's going to be great. It's, Alabama's it, going to be great. Georgia's going to be great. I think you're. It's going to be interesting to see how your LSU team does. Their LSU's still pretty loaded. Yeah, I mean they have a ton of talent, so they'll probably be okay. OU, I mean they're got a new quarterback, but they yeah. always they always win the freaking conference. Well, supposedly this kid for for Oklahoma is a Rattler, and, yeah, and they're coming in at number number six. Oklahoma is like this kid's supposed to be the best on all of them. Yeah, and they've had clearly two Heisman winners. I mean they've they've done okay for themselves. Um, that so they'll they'll end up higher than that. I always love the good. Uh, I think just because you're in the state of Texas, love that A&M and Texas gets. Te- Texas A&M comes in in the coaches' poll at uh, 13. Yeah. Texas at 14. I think that the thing with A&M was A&M. I can this, understand being in the top 25. The schedule set so, up really well for them, but now they lose all their their easy peasy non conference games, and you're going to add two more SEC teams. Yeah, you the suddenly road, the road is a little bit tougher for Jimbo. Yeah, but um, I, I don't understand why Texas is 14th. They're back. You didn't hear? They're back every year, and they haven't <laughs> been back for years. Uh, Texas offense ranked 14th nationally last year and aims for even bigger numbers. With uh, It's not hard to be 14th nationally when you play in the Big 12. You should honestly be better. Mike you get too much talent. And Chris Ash running the offense and defense, respectively. You don't think they can do a little bit better? I mean... How about Tom Herman, though? Making the decision, like, bringing in new coordinators, saying we need to do better. It sounded like he was kind of forced into that, wasn't he? Well, either way, they should be better. Uh, other Big Twelve team of note: Oklahoma State coming in at number sixteen. They've got Chuba, they'll fall off. They got Chupa Hubbard back. They'll run for a ton of yards. They'll fall back off though. Just um, saying. Yeah, that's kind of it. And far as far as local teams of interest, Texas, Texas A and M, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State all in the uh, top. The 25. only non-power five school in there. Or no, there's two actually, right? UCF and Cincinnati. Yeah, twenty-one, twenty-two. Representing the AAC. No, you getting disrespected. Well, look, disrespected, look, damn it. I mean, if if De'Ara King is stuck around, U of H might have might have had a chance to to be a you know around a top twenty five team. Is his new school ranked? No. Miami, no. No. Yeah, they're gonna stink. They're, I don't know. They're in the others receiving votes category. Some it's people just think that their name. Some people think that Miami will uh will take a step forward. Who I saw somebody uh some national analyst the other day said they think De'Ara King's gonna. He's a Heisman dark horse. 
he's going to put up huge numbers at Miami. Good luck. Like, I mean, I don't want to root against the kid, but I mean, not not just. I'm not going to say you yeah, root against him. I don't think he, that he handled that he situation quits properly. On the team, yeah, like, saying he's going to be there, not leaving. A few weeks leaves. into the year, saying, "Oh, I don't, you know, I didn't like how things went, but I want to, you know, we're gonna." But I'll be back next year. I'll be, I'll be back, back next year. I'll be back. Trust me. I'm not going anywhere. Hey, Derek, we heard you're actually going to leave. No, no, no. Those all those reports are unfounded. And then comes back. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, yeah, he's... It just wasn't the best way to handle things. Uh, speaking of U-, U of H, by the way... Uh, Excited to announce that uh, announcement just released by U of H. They have extended their partnership with iHeartMedia. So our sister station, KPRC 950, will continue as the radio home of the Cougars, carrying all your Cougar football and men's basketball games. Awesome. Which actually, I I need to look and see who Kelvin Sampson's bringing back, but U of H basketball going to be stacked for another year. Yeah, they're going to be this is this feels like one of those one of those years coming up. They are if they're able to play, that they should be taking another leap. Obviously. Oh, I just saw. So this just came out. So some teams are starting to release their schedules. We mentioned Clemson's the preseason number one. Yeah. Let's run through their schedule real quick and just let me know where their first loss is. Uh, September twelfth, they will open at Wake Forest. Win. Yeah. Okay. You can go through the schedule, uh, and I'm going to tell you win on every single one <laughs> the of them. Next game, they will play. Uh, not yet named non-conference game. By the way, that's a little over a month away, and they don't even know who they're playing in week two. Uh, week three will be open date. Week four on October 3rd, they will play Virginia. Okay. A uh, week later, Miami with the Air King. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe they can make it keep it close. A week later at Georgia Tech. Win. Okay. A week later hosting Syracuse. W. Home for Boston College. W. The only tough game on, on Clemson's schedule. November 7th at Notre Dame. Which, by the way, they were already scheduled to play a non-conference game at Notre Dame. Yeah. So they keep that game. It just now becomes an ACC game because Notre it's, Dame joins yeah. the ACC for a year. Um, the, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a schedule that they should go undefeated. Period. It's just like every year. I do feel like we need to mention Clemson had, in the end of June, announced 37 football players had tested positive. Yeah. An additional 6 to 10, they think, have tested positive since. That's half the damn team. So if half the damn team's already had coronavirus. And then, you, I mean, do you even know? Uh, I wonder if they're doing the antibodies test, how many have. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would crank that up and, you know, I'd. It's probably been, you know what? yeah. Put some money on Clemson to win the national championship may not be a, I mean, you're not going to get great odds, but it might be a good bet. You got the revenge factor that, you know, they lost the championship to and LSU. What have they, how many years have they been to the title? Like how many of the, since the college football playoff, how many, how many times have I they mean, gone to the title game? They've been in the playoff every year, right? They've been in the playoff every year since it started. Or maybe they might've missed one year, maybe the first year. Yeah. I don't know, but basically every year since the, the playoff started. Crazy. They're, they they're a powerhouse. Keep, and then you just keep recruiting and get all these five yeah. stars. It's amazing. It's it. They're not going to stop I'll anytime be, soon. I'll be interested to see, though, how this schedule works out. Because you're talking about the Big Ten is starting the first week of September. Week two, the ACC is starting. 
And then week been, four of September, the SEC starts. You're just going to have these ga- college games are going to be so spread out. It's going to be nuts. They've been in the championship game for the last five years. Crazy. Crazy. That's just nuts. And, and, tempi- and, that's, and that's typically an incre- playing Alabama. Yeah, but I mean, you you think about where they were just before that. They've always been a, a, te- a program that can make some noise, but like they were average for a long I mean, they were like an Oklahoma State to an extent. You know, they won 10 games a lot in the ACC, but they were kind of that, they weren't there, and then it just what they've become is insane, man. By the way, Penn State sent a letter to their season ticket holders today. It said, for the time being, under current conditions and governor office limits, our fall sports events will be conducted without fans in the seats. This is what I love. That's the actual quote that I read. The headline, Penn State to play without fans. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say the whole season. It says under current state condition, uh, current conditions. Yeah. If things get better, we will open the door for fans. But no, the headline, no fans. No fans for the season for Penn State. Like, people don't read. We're going to grab a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Hey, this is linebacker Whitney Merciless. Listen to Real Texans Talk on your smart speaker. Just ask. Alexa, play Sports Talk 790 on iHeartRadio. Back to football. Yes, we return. And Houston sports. You really like it. You want more. Get back in the trenches. Welcome back in the trenches, Sports Talk 790. Michael Cotter, Chris Gordy, Brendan Riley. You guys want to do a little some NFL news? Yeah. All right. Don't get all too excited. No, I always love NFL news. Who doesn't love NFL it like, news? It's like a no, reluctant, who, yeah. Who, who did something dumb today? Uh, said something stupid. Well, first off, do you know who the Raiders offensive coordinator is? Um, No. It's Greg Olson, but it's not that Greg Olson. It's well, another I figured Greg Olson. Greg Olson plays for the Seahawks now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Raiders OC. Yeah. Where are your tight end, veteran tight ends? Where do they play? Brendan, where does Where's Jimmy Graham Greg Olson play? Seattle. Yes, correct. Where does Jason Witten play? Uh, Vegas. Vegas, yeah. And where does Jimmy Graham play? He's in Chicago. Very good. All right. Just making sure you can keep up with your old washed up tight ends. I wasn't sure are. on Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Raiders offense quitter Greg Olson said that. Hey, by the way, Tiger's tied for the lead now. Oh, it's the like three hey, holes on a let Thursday. Let me let me live, man. <laughs> Greg Olson, the Raiders OC, has said that first round wide receiver Henry Ruggs will start in the slot. Said we're going to start with Ruggs in the slot, do some things with him, but those guys, Ruggs and Brian Edwards, are very multiple in what they can do, and that's the goal to be able to move all of them around in different spots. I just. If there's any receiver in the first round, I, Ruggs, I feel like to me, he's fast as hell. But I, I bust is just like in the back of my mind when I look at him. It's going to be like, like people are going to grab look him as fantasy. I think he's going to have those type of games where it's like one catch for 47 yeah, yards. I mean, that's exactly what he's going to be, right? Just based off the speed alone. It, it, it was a typical Raiders pick. My other quote, favorite quote from Derek Carr, who spoke with the media yesterday, he said that their wide receiver, Brian Edwards, Reminds him a lot of Devontae Adams. And this other uh, reporter chatted, he said, quarterback who has never thrown an in-game pass to wide receiver from another team in another conference claims his new rookie teammate reminds him of said wide receiver from another conference who he has never thrown a pass to. Anybody watch this film? 
I guess. Like this, it's definitely this a weird rookie Brian thing. Edwards. You're like, man. Well, I mean, that's Devonte Adams 2.0. It's not like he has a bunch of uh, great examples that he's worked with to compare him to. Uh, Chiefs third round offensive tackle Lucas Niang has opted out of the 2020 season. He was viewed as a deadline's uh, today, right? Yeah, today at three o'clock. You have to announce whether or not you are going to play in the NFL this season. So that's yet another hit to the. Chiefs offensive line as they're trying to figure out who's going to play and who's not going to be here. Suspended defensive end Andy Gregory has asked the NFL to speed up their reinstatement decision. He went to social media to indirectly call out Roger Goodell to make a decision regarding his 2020 season. He claims to be doing everything right off the field, including getting his mind and body ready for another chance in the league. Gregory notes that the COVID pandemic has hurt his process, but hopes the decision can be made as soon as possible. The Cowboys have, quote, all but given up hope on Gregory, according to Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth star. Probably would have given up hope a long time ago on that guy. Would you take a chance on him on the Texans? No. Why I mean, not? Because he's just... He, I, get I, don't, the off, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get I get the off-field issues, but that's a talent, dude. If he can get his yeah, head right... That's fine. I mean, yeah, stay some, away from somebody him. would definitely take the chance, but he's he's there, there's no reason to believe he's ever going to get it right. And we know that the Texans aren't about to take a chance on something like that. It's not what they do. They need some help, though, man. Of course I, they do. I want as many extra bodies as possible on that defensive defensive line. Uh, the Bills have restructured Stephon Diggs' contract. Buffalo will give him $3.3 million more this year while reducing some of his salary in the later years. Why not? If he got the room, try to front end some of that money and yeah, save if, it on the back end. If their quarterback turns into what they hope he's going to be long-term, then they're going to be staring at money for him here soon. If I set Stephon Diggs over under yards this year, Brendan and Michael, 1,100 over or under Stephon Diggs in Buffalo? Over. Yeah, I'm, I'm over, over 1100. as well. Yeah. That's a lot of yards. Josh Not Allen? For, I mean, but, but Josh Allen's gotten progressively better. Yeah, he's gotten better, and he's going to be the best receiver on the team. What was he at last year? He's been, Well, he's only been over 1,100 once. That was yeah. last season mm-hmm. in 15 games. So, you know, I guess... I don't. I don't know. I feel, but be- I. Sh- I shouldn't feel better because Cousins always puts up four thousand something yards. But maybe just the, he's being the number clear number one option there, and they're gonna. I, I like what they did on their offense last year. They took a step forward. Did Buffalo? Yeah. So you expect more? Should have won a playoff game. You could say. Yeah, they should. DeAndre have. Hopkins doesn't create magic out of thin air. And yeah, Deshaun avoiding sacks all over the place. Sorry, that's what I meant. Deshaun yeah. Watson. I'm gonna always the duh. The well, good news, Deshaun. DeAndre's not here anymore. He is, so, you don't have to worry about that. So I can delete him from memory. Yeah. Jets coach Adam Gase said Le'Veon Bell is, quote, extremely motivated and is in, quote, phenomenal shape. The guy who apparently wanted to trade him last year <laughs> saying nice things about him? Gase also said Bell has been working extremely hard and looks really good. Trying to butter up his uh, featured back? Yeah, trying to make it feel publicly. all good. I mean, they're going to need him to be, because let's be, let's be honest, he wasn't good last season. He sat out for a year with the contract, and then he's got, another tough. Got one. money that was like, dude, you should have just taken that deal somewhere else. And then he comes back. He was God, he averaged three point two yards per carry last year. Yeah, if, as far as like a fantasy football option, like you know, he used to be Le'Veon the first Bell's pick. Going to get like three hundred touches, but can he produce? Last year he was what two hundred forty five rushes and sixty six receptions. Bad news for another running back. The Raiders have released running back Jeremy Hill. Hill, the reason I bring He's this still up, a thing? Hill was just signed on July 31st, a week ago. He tweeted it out. He said, I'm signed with the Raiders. And now a week later, 
He's been cut. It Why'd was, they do that? It was essentially a vacation to visit John Gruden in Las Vegas. The Raiders running back depth chart is actually pretty deep, and there he's, basically was no room for him to crack the they roster. <laughs> I don't know. He's play. He's played a total of eight. Well, he played one game in 2018. He hasn't played in the NFL since. Okay. Yeah, he was good in, in since or uh, his rookie year. He Cincinnati, had 1,100 yards, and then right, and then they draft 800 yards. Him and, and Gio Bernard, and then they go draft. Mixon. Uh, yeah, Mixon, and then yeah. they're like, all right, see you later. Uh, Coach Bruce Arians says that Ronald Jones is the, quote, main guy in the Buccaneers' backfield. He says everybody else, LaShawn McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughn, they're all fighting for roles. Uh, Vaughn remains on the COVID list and is falling behind, but Ronald Jones kind of came off. He was very hit or miss last year. He had some games where he was really good, some games he wasn't, but um, Tom Brady, I mean, we know you if get you're playing be, that backfield. You got to be ready to catch the ball, catch the football, and you know they don't have a James White type back in Tampa right now, though. McCoy's been decent at catch, but he's, he's you can't ex- hell, yeah man. you can't expect anything out of that guy anymore. Uh, over in Cleveland, Austin Hooper said he spent two to three weeks in Austin, Texas, at Baker Mayfield's house working out together with him this offseason. Austin Hooper was the top tight end free agent this offseason. Signed a four year, forty four million dollar deal in March. I think that's going to help him spending two to three weeks at Baker's house in Austin. I mean, of course, it always it's just what are the the Browns again are one of the most interesting stories out there because what the hell are they going to be? The, the offensive talent is there. Are they going to be any better defensively? Is Baker not going to be hot lava garbage uh, like he was compared you know last year compared to his rookie year? I, it feels like they're just set to always find a way to be a disaster. What do you think, Tiger? Or, uh... Baker's house looks like in Austin, uh, probably on a hill, you know, <laughs> with one of the lakes in the background, maybe like Party Travis pad, pool. He's married, isn't he? But he also likes to slide in girls, uh, Snapchat DMS. Apparently uh, our last NFL note, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, wide receiver reportedly has gained 23 pounds this off season and is up to 180. Wow. He's up to 180. He played at 157 as How? a rookie. That's How did what you I'm survive saying. that in the NFL? I mean, we know he's a blazer and he runs a, a fast 40 time, but that's 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 too light. He played at 157 last year? Yeah, that's way too light. Good for him. I mean, I wonder what he did to, to gain that. So he just went and ate a bunch of fast food? It said he had the, the Ravens send him a GPS tracker throughout the offseason and make sure he was not losing any of his speed, which is his best asset. Could you imagine how much food... Hold on, he's 180 now? Yeah. How much was the total he put up? 23 pounds. I mean, if you're putting on the good weight, could you imagine how much he has to eat a day to yeah, do that? Yeah, I mean, you can't... It's not just fat. Like, he's not just eating pound No, no, no. Cake. You're like, having to, like, eat a bunch of, like... Like, three meat? pounds of fish at every meal. Yeah. And chicken. And just <laughs> stupid amounts of food. I could not do that. He t- drinking protein shakes like five times a day. Yeah. Packing on that protein. All right, we're going to grab a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, final segment in the trenches when we come back. You are in the trenches with N.D. Kalu on Sports Talk 790. Our final segment in the trenches, Sports Talk 790. Matt Thomas show coming your way in about 11 minutes here on your home for the Astros and the Rockets. Sports Talk 790, quick programming note. 5 o'clock today, Michael Connor will have the Astros on deck show. It's an early pitch tonight, 6 o'clock 
here on your home for Astros baseball right. sports talk seven ninety. So the A team only works two hours today. What bums! And then uh, later tonight, seven o'clock on our sister station KTRH um, seven forty Ross Villarreal will have the Rockets launch pad at seven, and then Rockets Lakers at eight. Eight o'clock tip. Russell Westbrook still listed as questionable, and then on the flip side, the Lakers. Mike D'Antoni, by the way, twelve thirty today with Matt Thomas. So I'm sure we we'll get an update there. Lakers will be playing. Uh, their is this their? Uh, I assume their, their first to, and only back to back. Everybody's got one back to back. Can't imagine everybody's playing many back to backs. But Anthony Davis and LeBron both played thirty minutes last night. So what would they do uh, tonight? The Lakers, in that they they mm-hmm. lost the game last night, but they've already clinched the best seed in the West. Not much they can improve on. Rest your guys, Lakers. Rest your guys. Yeah, no problem with that. Give the Rockets an easy victory. Yeah, um, then they'll the Rockets play. Back- they'll play some scrub. who will hit like ten yeah. threes and. The Rockets, by the way, will have their first ba- their first and only back to back next week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday is a so they play against Sunday against the Kings. The next two games for sure, are games you feel like you should win. Kings Sunday that's a seven o'clock tip. Then Tuesday it's an afternoon tip here on seven ninety. Matt Thomas is slacking, not working for two bit or or well the A team's not working on Wednesday basically. Uh, but yeah. Tuesday, one o'clock tip on uh, or against the Spurs, and then they go back to back Wednesday, a three o'clock tip against the Pacers. Uh, Matt Thomas will have some audio. Bill O'Brien just spoke moments ago to the media. Just some takeaways. What I'm reading from Bill O'Brien uh, was asked about uh, you know players opting out. He said he they just had the one opt out so far. Eddie Vanderdose. Uh, he said I don't anticipate that. Uh, anybody else will opt out as we get to the deadline. The deadline is today at three. So three more hours. If you're an NFL player and you don't want to play, I just saw one of the Buccaneers backup uh, offensive tackles just opted out. So again, when you talk about marquee names, I've not seen Tredavious White was talking about it yesterday. And this morning had a tweet about, you know, show, people show their true colors basically when, and you start talking opt out and everybody starts talking bad about you. But like he has not said officially whether he's opting out or not. Yeah. I would probably expect him to play, but he said it's a very difficult decision for him. But outside of him, Dante Hightower, I mean, who's the biggest other biggest names of NFL players that have opted out? I mean, none of you like your franchise quarterback type players. Yeah, and you didn't expect anybody to do that, right? Well, I mean, I mean you never know. You could have everybody but- would have their their Different reasons. But everybody holds the quarterback to a different standard to where it would have been surprising to see a guy take that, hey, I'm not going to be there. See, Bill O'Brien's kind of got, I wouldn't say trump card, but he's got like a great argument for any of his players to say, look, I got a special team son, uh, I mean, a special needs kid at home. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm taking a risk, but I think we're doing this the right way. We're thinking we're doing it safe. And I wouldn't, if I didn't think we were doing it safe, I would, I would consider maybe not yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? So... Maybe that's his ultimate argument for any of the players, uh, any of the other Texas players who might consider it. Whitney Merciless, we heard yesterday, said, you know, he thought long and hard about it. Got a new niece yeah. that he wants to be around. So, anyway, uh, Bill O'Brien also said everyone has reported, said everyone is here on preseason evaluations. He said it's an unprecedented year. Says uh, college his college background has helped him a lot. There will be no preseason games just like in college they will have a lot of intra-squad scrimmages. I mean, he's emphasized it before. Expect to hear it plenty. Veteran year. Veteran year. Veteran year. O'Brien was asked if he considered perhaps doing what New Orleans has done with their with their bubble that they're doing, quarantining everybody in a hotel together. He said, we've considered everything. We followed the protocols that the NFL sent us to a T. 
They talked about maybe doing hotels. They're not requiring anybody to do that, but they are helping make it available. We've made it available. So I don't know. At this point, I would think it's too late in the game if you wanted to do that, but Saints are doing it with the bubble. Yeah, I'm, like you said, it, it, you would have had that all set up already, but like as long as they get to, I guess, play and I, what to expect and how to evaluate this team for us and our jobs is going to be impossible basically over the next, you know, couple of months before they play a season. By the way, somebody tweeted last night. They said some bubbles have bad food. Remember some of the NBA players were complaining about the oh, food yeah, in the bubble that. early on. Uh, the Saints are apparently eating good in their sequester. Last Late last night, they had a snack menu that had five options. It included the veggie quesadilla with chili mayo and the a- Asian shrimp bowl with garlic rice and cilantro. I'm going with that one over the veggie quesadilla. Well, I'm just saying, like, they've got, that's good eating. That's not just, like, bagel, burrito. Yeah. Here's a bag of chips. <laughs> no, they've got, like, Easy actual Mac. chefs working. Uh, a couple more from O'Brien before we get out of here, Bill O'Brien, on Titus Howard. Hey, we have high expectations for Titus. He's a large human being. He is smart. He's tough. He dealt with some injuries, especially with the knee last year. We're hoping to see a jump from year one to year two. I mean, he's your starting right tackle. He's got to, he's he's part got of to the, play well this year. Yeah, he's part of the reason for confidence as an offensive line unit that he's playing on the right side, not the left, and you feel good about him. And it's a big year, though, to make that leap because you got to see it. Pick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, O'Brien game pick, by the way. Bill O'Brien said, we are a virtual team. We'll be Zooming roughly 50% of the time. I don't love Zoom, I'll be honest with you, but this is what we have to do to keep the virus out of our building. That I do know about that. Team. I, was, I did this, one of his, what, his pre-draft Zoom when he's in his backyard. I wonder if he'll be doing that for his Zoom meetings for the team. Also, David Johnson said he's excited to put on pads because he sometimes zones out on Zoom. That's good. <laughs> That's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear from your... Starting running back who just got here and is learning the playbook that he's really listening to his coaches by zoning out. Goodness gracious. That's going to be good. a fun year, damn it. That's going to do it for us here on In the Trenches. We'll be back tomorrow. and D will be back on Monday. Our thanks to Adam Amin. The Matt Thomas Show coming your way next. Keep it locked right here. Mike D'Antoni in 30 minutes. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.